Table of Content Introduction Chapter 1 What is Purpose? Chapter 2 How do I know my purpose? Chapter 3 General Thoughts about Purpose Chapter 4 The Difference between Purpose and Ambition Chapter 5 The Relationship between Purpose, Faith and Hope Chapter 6 Purpose Thoughts for Ministry Chapter 7 Purpose Thoughts about Failure Chapter 8 Purpose Thoughts about the Extraordinary Chapter 9 Purpose Thoughts about Faithfulness Introduction When God created Adam, he gave him three things to help him function in God's garden. Eden on earth. 1. God gave him his presence. 2. God gave him an idea, purpose. 3. God gave him influence over the garden and everything in and around it. As long as Adam was in God's garden, he was able to fulfill God's purpose completely using these three things. But when he felt a sin and God drove him out of his garden, purpose, he started to pursue his ambition in order for him to survive. Instead of the presence of God, he took upon himself the presence of sin. Instead of fulfilling God's purpose, he ended up fulfilling his ambition. Instead of God's influence, he had to develop his own influence. Dedication I want to dedicate this book to my wife, Blessing, who has been there for me all these years, and my two beautiful girls, Nosa and Osato. Love you! Chapter 1 What is purpose? My cross is purpose. My purpose is my Canaan land. Purpose gives you a name in history. Purpose tells you who you really are and not what you think you are. Purpose shows you what you are really made up of and not what you think about your present state. Purpose tells you what you can really do and not what you think or what others think you can do. Purpose is a covenant between God and the man that says yes to God's purpose. Keeping to the covenant is keeping to your purpose. Purpose is like walking on water towards Jesus even though you lose focus and begin to sink. Because you have moved towards him in purpose, he will come helping when you call. Purpose defines you and shows you who you really are and what you are really supposed to do. Purpose is the blood that speaks of better things for you than the blood of your parents. Purpose is the movie and the autobiography about you even before you were ever born, and the author and director is God himself. Purpose is the map to your fulfillment in life. Purpose is as old as God. Purpose is older than man. Purpose is the mind of God, the will of God, the counsel of God, the hope of God, the plan of God, the visions of God, the thoughts of God, the potentials of God,
the power of God, the desires of God. Purpose is God's vision seen with the eyes of our spirit by the help of God's spirit in the form of pictures. Purpose is God. Purpose to God is not you doing the small or big things for Him, but it is you doing the right small or big things for Him. Purpose is the very work of God that was finished before the foundations of the earth. Purpose is the light that lights every man that comes into this earth. Purpose is the light of all men, and any man that walks in it will not walk in darkness. Purpose is God's letter to you. All you need to do is reply. Purpose is like precious pearls. Purpose is like a hidden treasure. If you seek it, you will find it. Purpose is a virus that can be infected by those who are not afraid to be infected by it. You can never understand the movie of your life unless God, the director, who is also both the producer and scriptwriter, explains it to you. Purpose is so foolish. Don't walk away from it. Walk towards it. Purpose is full of foolishness and I love the foolishness in it. Purpose is just amazing. You may not like it at first and may want to regret it, but if you will follow it, you will surely wonder. Purpose is God's confident with you. Purpose is the opposite of everything that you think about you. Chapter 2 How do I know my purpose? My idea supplies my wants. God's purpose supplies my needs. The pursuit of purpose produces character, faith, patience, and boldness. The human idea is stressful. Purpose is stressless. The good fight of faith is the fight of purpose. In purpose, one thing is sure. All things work together for your good. The difference between good and right is the understanding of purpose. God's dreams have become my reality. The devil can stop anything and everything you do, but he can never stop purpose. Purpose takes me from the desert into the Garden of Eden. Adam was brought into the garden by God himself. I can only find rest and health with peace of mind in my purpose. Only God can protect purpose because he alone understands purpose. A revelation from God sustains every purpose. Purpose speaks and time is a very good friend to purpose, so wait for it. Purpose makes you speak about death and life without fear or any kind of complex because you are boss over them. A man who says yes to God's plans for his life has opened an Eden door, a door to creation for him. This door gives him access into the past, present and future events of God's plans for all of creation. Purpose gives you access into stressless wealth, rest and favor. Only the path of the righteous man that understands purpose and is willing to walk in it will be ordered by God. Because Abraham, Jacob chose to walk in God's purpose, he, God, could choose to reveal the future of their children to them. 
Purpose gives us the right to defend the future of our loved ones against any sad events. Purpose, the mystical key that opens up to you the riches of heaven. Nobody knows you like purpose. Purpose shows you the preview of the future. Tremendous power is realized when you are playing in line with purpose. Purpose can easily be misunderstood if proper attention is not given to it. Purpose secures my success in life. Purpose guarantees my success in life. Purpose leads me beside still waters and my soul is refreshed every moment. Success in life is not measured by the things I have accomplished. It's measured by God's purpose. Purpose gives me such strength, wisdom and swiftness beyond any human being on earth. Purpose is birthed by the Spirit of God and fulfilled by the Spirit of God. There is no sweet ride in the pursuit of purpose, but there is sure victory awaiting you at every junction on the way. The thought of purpose recharges the spirit and gives you greater light and fire in order to help you move along that same line of purpose. They are really seated in the heavenlies, but not all of us are comfortable. Every purpose comes with its own package, and in this package, all the things you need for life and godliness has been provided for. So all that is needed is for you to believe and pursue it. Christ is the one at work in you both to will and to do of his own good pleasure, and not the other way round. One word from God is full of purpose. Your ideas can never beautify the purpose of God. A man of purpose can never be disadvantaged. You are a seed that has a forest hidden in it, and the best soil to be planted is the soil of purpose. Fish needs water, birds need air, plants need soil, you need purpose. Your purpose is someone else's abuse. The good, acceptable and perfect will of God for me is discerned by purpose. Purpose knows and sees things that other people don't know and see about you. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of Purpose. And if you have the Spirit of God living in you, then you are a Spirit of Purpose. God has a purpose for you. All He needs is your will. The only sacrifice that pleases purpose is your will. A man of purpose is not a self-seeker, but a purpose-seeker. In purpose, there are three kinds of wealth you will find. 1. The Egyptian kind of wealth which comes by favor. 2. The wilderness kind of wealth which comes by faith. 3. The Canaan kind of wealth which comes as a result of rest in your purpose. Never give your precious pearls, purpose, to swines, lest they trample on it and destroy it. Purpose can survive and also die under the influence of these three. 1. Critics 2. Enemies 3. Followers For you to fulfill your purpose, you must first die. God's reward to a man is based on purpose. Where there is no purpose, the people are destroyed. My people perish because of lack of purpose. I am a child of purpose. I'm a son of destiny. A man of purpose has the ability to discern those for him and those against him. 
A man of purpose has the ability to discern those for him and those against him. Not every purpose is born of God. Whatever purpose is born of God overcomes the world. Except you are born again, you cannot see your purpose. Except you are born of the word, promise and spirit of God, you cannot enter into your purpose. Do not marvel that I say to you that you must be born again into your purpose. The purpose from above is above all. A life of purpose is a life of total consecration to the will of God for you. Purpose makes a marvel out of you. Your passion for purpose will make a master of life out of you. The sole aim of purpose is the unification of your spirit, soul and body in order to be conformed into the image of his son. Nobody knows who you are, but everybody knows who you were. When men see you, they see and talk your weakness. But when God sees you, he sees and talks of your faith. All the knowledge you need for life's victory is hidden in your purpose. Everything in the visible and invisible has purpose because of him. Everything functions for a purpose, whether thing, visible or invisible, even God, Jesus, Satan and you. Purpose may not make sense, but it makes life out of you. Simon Peter answered Jesus, Where shall we go? For you alone have the words that give life purpose. The whole Bible is a book of purpose, and you are a piece of that purpose. Locate your living in Him, locate your moving in Him, and you will find all your being. There could be mistakes in time, but there are no mistakes in God. What you think counts to you may not count to Him. Do you know why? He's not a man. Don't desire the movie of the mind. It may lead you astray, but desire the movie of the spirit because it's born of God. Ever since man fell in the garden, everything he does brings death. But ever since man saw his purpose in Christ, everything he does brings life in abundance. The discovery of your purpose separates the God in you from the man you are. You don't think about purpose. You ask about purpose. Chapter 3 General Thoughts About Purpose My ideas supply my wants. God's purpose supplies my needs. The pursuit of purpose produces character, faith, patience and boldness. The human idea is stressful. Purpose is stressless. The good fight of faith is a fight of purpose. In purpose, one thing is sure. All things work together for your good. The difference between good and right is the understanding of purpose. God's dreams have become my reality. The devil can stop anything and everything you do, but he can never stop purpose. Purpose takes me from the desert into the Garden of Eden. Adam was created outside of the garden by God. Adam was brought into the garden by God himself. I can only find rest and health with peace of mind in my purpose. Only God can protect purpose because he alone understands purpose. A revelation from God sustains every purpose. 
Purpose speaks and time is a very good friend to purpose. So wait for it. Purpose makes you speak about death and life without fear or any kind of complex because you are boss over them. A man who says yes to God's plans for his life has opened an Eden door, a door to creation for him. This door gives him access into the past, present and future events of God's plans for all of creation. Purpose gives you access into stressless, wealth, rest and favor. Only the path of the righteous man that understands purpose and is willing to walk in it will be ordered by God. Because Adam and Jacob chose to walk in God's purpose, he, God, could choose to reveal the future of their children to them. Purpose gives us the right to defend the future of our loved ones against any sad events. Purpose, the mystical key that opens up the riches of heaven to you. Nobody knows you like purpose. Purpose shows you the preview of your life. Purpose shows you the preview of the future. Tremendous power is realized when you are praying in line with purpose. Purpose can easily be misunderstood if proper attention is not given to it. Purpose secures my success in life. Purpose guarantees my success in life. Purpose leads me beside still waters and my soul is refreshed every moment. Success in life is not measured by the things I have accomplished. It is measured by God's purpose. Purpose gives me such strength, wisdom and swiftness beyond any human being on earth. Purpose is breathed by the Spirit of God and fulfilled by the Spirit of God. There is no sweet ride in the pursuit of purpose, but there is sure victory awaiting you at every junction on the way. The thoughts of purpose recharges the spirit and gives you greater light and fire in order to help you move along that same line of purpose. We are really seated in the heavenlies, but not all of us are comfortable. Every purpose comes with its own package and in this package all the things you need for life and godliness has been provided for. So all that is needed is for you to believe and pursue it. Christ is the one at work in you both to will and do of his own good pleasure and not the other way round. One word from God is full of purpose. Your ideas can never beautify the purpose of God. A man of purpose can never be disadvantaged. You are a seed that has a forest hidden in it, and the best soil to be planted is the soil of purpose. Fish needs water. Birds need air. Plants need soil. You need purpose. Your purpose is someone else's abuse. The good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for me is discerned by purpose. Purpose knows and sees things that other people don't know and see about you. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of Purpose and if you have the Spirit of God living in you, then you are a Spirit of Purpose. God has a purpose for you. All He needs is your will. The only sacrifice that pleases purpose is your will. A man of purpose is not a self-seeker, but a purpose seeker. In purpose, there are three kinds of wealth you will find. The Egyptian kind of wealth which comes by favor, the wilderness kind of faith which comes by faith, the Canaan kind of wealth which comes as a result of rest in your purpose.
Never give your precious pearls purpose to swines, lest they trample on it and destroy it. Purpose can survive and also die under the influence of these three. 1. Critics 2. Enemies 3. Followers For you to fulfill your purpose, you must first die. God's reward to a man is based on purpose. Where there is no purpose, the people are destroyed. My people perish because of lack of purpose. I am a child of purpose. I am a son of destiny. A man of purpose has the ability to discern those for him and those against him. Not every purpose is born of God. Whatever purpose is born of God overcomes the world. Except you are born again, you cannot see your purpose. Except you are born of the word, promise and spirit of God, you cannot enter into your purpose. Do not marvel that I say to you that you must be born again into your purpose. The purpose from above is above all. A life of purpose is a life of total consecration to the will of God for you. Purpose makes a marvel of you. Your passion for purpose will make a master of life out of you. The sole aim of purpose is the unification of your spirit, soul and body in order to be conformed into the image of his son. Nobody knows who you are, but everybody knows who you were. When men see you, they see and talk about your weakness. But when God sees you, he sees and talks about your faith. All the knowledge you need for life's victory is hidden in purpose. Everything in the visible and invisible has purpose because of him. Everything functions for a purpose, whether the thing is visible or invisible. Even God Jesus, Satan, and you. Purpose may not make sense, but it makes life out of you. Simon Peter answered Jesus, Where shall we go? For you alone have the words that gives life purpose. The whole Bible is a book of purpose, and you are a piece of that purpose. Locate your living in him. Locate your moving in him, and you will find all your being. There could be mistakes in time, but there are no mistakes in God. What you think counts to you may not count to him. Do you know why? He is not a man. Don't desire the movie of the mind. It may lead you astray, but desire the movie of the spirit because it's born of God. Ever since man fell in the garden, everything he does brings death. But ever since man saw his purpose in Christ, everything he does brings life in abundance. The discovery of your purpose separates the God in you from the man you are. You don't think about purpose, you ask about purpose. Chapter 4 The Difference Between Purpose and Ambition A big dream without God's purpose is a big greed in disguise. Sew up your wants and you will get your needs. Forsake your needs and her vast troubles of wants. A man has two lives, ambition and purpose. The one he follows is the one he becomes. Ambition is a want, while purpose is a need. Purpose is related to Isaac, while ambition is related to Ishmael. Isaac is of the spirit promise, while Ishmael is of the flesh ambition. Except you fall to the ground and die, to your ambitions, you abide alone.
What does it profit a man to gain all his ambitions and lose his soul? Don't be a greedy planner. Be a purpose planner. Purpose forward is not ambition forward. And ambition forward is not purpose forward. Ambition only pays once in a lifetime. But purpose pays not only in this life but also in the one to come. If I follow purpose, I will be guarded by the law of spirit and life in Christ Jesus. But if I follow ambition, I will be guarded by the law of sin and death. A rich man came to see Jesus and asked him how he could get eternal life. Jesus said, Go and sell all your ambitions and come follow purpose. The rich man left angry. Focus all your zeal for God's house on purpose and not ambition. Let the zeal for God's house consume your zeal for your ambition. Purpose has two witnesses, what God has said about you and what you say God said about you. Ambition has one, you. Purpose does not seek for what it's trying to get, but for what has already been given to it. Are your desires for God born of Him or born of you? Ambition is a desire to survive, while purpose is a desire to be fulfilled. Ambition is a desire to survive, while purpose is a desire to be fulfilled. To be born again means to die to your ambition and to be born into your eternal purpose. Your ambition should not become your purpose, but your purpose should become your hobby. That ambition which is born of the flesh is flesh, while that purpose that is born of the spirit is spirit. The reward of ambition is earthly, while the reward of purpose is eternal. The greatest fight of man is the fight between his ambition and his purpose. Ambition separates your body from your soul and spirit. Every need comes with a purpose, while every want comes with an ambition. Ambition is an adventure of the flesh, while purpose is an adventure of the spirit, and each comes with its own respective rewards. Ambition comes with the what I can or what I want or what I will be, while purpose comes with what do you want me to do or what can I do for you. Ambition is self-persuasive, while purpose is God-persuasive. Ambition is full of self, while purpose is crowned with humility and submission. Ambition custom builds you, while purpose builds you. I don't want to be what I want to be. I want to be what he wants me to be. Never try to please everybody. That's the work of ambition. Only please purpose. God is full of purpose for you. So don't be full of ambition for yourself. The purpose for your being born was to fulfill God's purpose and not your ambition. Purpose has its own personality as well as ambition. Purpose shows and gives you the specific of God's plans for your life, while ambition shows you the specifics of your plans for your life. Make sure you are doing what he told you to do and not what you are thinking or assuming he told you to do. There is one thing to avoid a lot when pursuing purpose and that one thing is assumption. Never try to assume anything when it comes to the things of God. Sin made man ambitious, but righteousness makes man purpose-minded. Man's ambition brought his downfall, but God's purpose has brought him exaltation. 
Man's ambition makes him self-centered, but God's purpose makes him God-centered. Purpose made Adam to say to his wife, You are flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. But ambition made him to say to God, It is the woman that you gave me, not the wife. Purpose makes you see things from the spirit. Ambition makes you see things from the flesh. Ambition makes you talk to God with pride. But purpose makes you talk to God with love and humility. Ambition makes man self-dependent from God, while purpose makes man God-dependent. Ambition brings separation from God, while purpose draws you closer to God. Ambition kills the voice of the spirit. Purpose kills both the voice of the soul and flesh. The wages of ambition is death, but the gift of purpose is life eternal. Purpose gives man boldness, but ambition brings fear. Purpose brings man to God's presence. Ambition takes man away from God's presence. Man's ambition made him so close made out of leaves when he was naked in the garden, but purpose made God give man his garment of righteousness. Ambition makes man second class before God, but purpose makes him first class. Creation is subject to the man of purpose but rules the man of ambition. Man's ambition makes him seek for help from the world, but a man of purpose seeks help from above. Ambition brought disobedience, but purpose brought righteousness. Ambition brought the curse, but purpose brought the blessings. Ambition took us away from the tree of life, but purpose has brought us back to the tree of life. Ambition brought struggles, pain, sickness, and death, but purpose has brought us life and life abundantly. Ambition is a revelation of the flesh, while purpose is the revelation of the spirit. Ambition rules by the law of survival, while purpose rules by the law of faith. A man of purpose lives from within, while a man of ambition lives from without. Ambition tries to make a man become like God while purpose makes a man God. Man has always been a God because he came out of God. Whatever ambition creates always brings death, but whatever purpose creates brings life and peace. Check the works of your hands if it's your purpose or your ambition. A man of purpose is from above and he is above all, but a man of ambition is of the earth and he is subject to it. A man of purpose lives a liberated life, but a man of ambition is in bondage and does not even know it. Only a man of purpose can liberate the earth and not the ambitious man. A man of purpose and a man of ambition are both consumed by their works even to the point of death. But while the death of the man of purpose is glorious, that of the man of ambition is meaningless. Beautiful is the death of a man of purpose before the eyes of God than the death of an ambitious man. Ambition brings nothing but vanity, but purpose brings fulfillment. The only time ambition is right is when your purpose has become your ambition. Never make your ambition your purpose, but make your purpose your ambition. An ambitious mind is hostile towards God, but a mind full of purpose is subject to Him. Ambition reveals you as a son of man, but purpose reveals you as the son of God.
The world is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God, who know and are walking in their purpose, and not the sons of men who are walking in their ambitions. The fulfillment of purpose brings you to sonship, while the fulfillment of ambition brings you to manship. Ambition teaches us how to survive in this world, while purpose teaches us how to resign in this world. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. His ambition is gone away. Behold, his purpose is come. Purpose came before creation, while ambition came after the fall of man. Christ in me, the hope of purpose. Christ has redeemed me from my ambitions and brought me into my purpose. I have been translated from the kingdom of ambition into the kingdom of his purpose. The message of ambition is motivational and breeds competition, but the message of purpose is inspirational and builds faith in you. Ambition is works conscious while purpose is faith conscious. The works of ambition please the soul while the works of purpose pleases the spirit. If you can achieve it on your own, then you don't need God. Your purpose can only be done not by power or by might, but by his spirit. Abraham tried to bring God's promise to pass by his might, so God had to wait until his might was dead before he brought what he promised him to pass. Even though Moses knew his purpose was to deliver the people of Israel out of the hands of the Egyptians, he tried to do it his own way. So God had to send him out 40 years until he was hopeless and helpless to do it all by himself and that was when God used him. If you can by your own strength, might and wisdom bring God's purpose for your life to pass, then it's no longer God's purpose but your ambition. Your purpose will cost you your life. Your purpose will cost you your health. Your purpose will cost you all you have ever thought you knew. One thing I can boldly tell you is that your purpose will make you cry like a baby because it's bigger than you and you will cry to see it come to pass. You will cry, pray, fast, hold on and speak like a fool about your purpose because your purpose will demand it from you. Have anyone called you a fool, laughed at you, discouraged you or tried to get you out of what is burning in your heart? If yes, then you have found your purpose. Jeremiah said, your purpose is like fire shut up in my bones, so I could not hold back but speak it. That's what purpose does to a man. A man of purpose is a loner. Don't be angry if men don't understand your purpose. A lot of people don't understand God either. While purpose is the entire book, visions are extracts, while prophecies are tables of content. Chapter 5 The Relationship Between Purpose, Faith and Hope Purpose If I believe it, I can see it. If I can see it, I will become it. Purpose says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Purpose does not begin with money. It begins with faith in the little that you have. The understanding of purpose makes us one with God. And this oneness gives us the right to righteousness and faith, not just for us alone, but for as many as God brings our way. 
purpose makes us believe and trust God. Why? Because of the things we have seen him do. And we can always believe God to turn our testing periods into testimonies. Jesus had 12 unbelieving disciples who through purpose became known as the apostles of faith. You may have an unbelieving wife, husband, child or relative now, but purpose knows best. Purpose is your prophetic foundation of faith. Purpose is not faith. Purpose produces faith. Purpose is guided by wisdom and understanding. Purpose gives life to life. Purpose speaks of things that be not as though they were. On God's side of purpose, it is possible. On your side of purpose, it's impossible. But with the two of you, all things are possible. One painful thing about purpose is that you must believe it more than anybody else does. When you discover your purpose, you have discovered hope for life's victory. The discovery of purpose gives hope, and hope gives life, and life gives fulfillment. When Abraham discovered the purpose for his childlessness, he hoped against hope and believed in hope, and so he became what he hoped for. When there is no purpose, there is no hope, and once there is no hope, there can never be life. Faith is the substance, the purpose of things hoped for, the evidence of things, visions not seen. Purpose gives life faith. Purpose gives life hope. All things are mine, but purpose gives me the one needful for each time and season. Don't give up. God is able to make you become what he said you'll be. Don't give up. God is able to make you stand. Faith is a person as well as fear. For you to have woken up this morning is a strong indication that God still believes in you. Heaven has no place for those who take their own lives only hell. If no one loves you, if no one believes in you, if no one wants to help you, then look up. That was why Jesus died for you. Someone once told me I was a nobody. I laughed so hard and looked up to heaven and told her, if God could kill his only son for me, then I must really be important. You are worth the blood of Jesus. If God could willingly kill his only son for you, then think of what he will do on your behalf. Listen, people only know the facts about you, and it's a fact, but they don't know the truth about you. Only God does. Cheer up, your tomorrow is beautiful. Most of the people God used in the Bible were people who had no future. But today, guess who is reading about them? As long as you can still say your name, you can still shake the world. At 75 years old, Abraham thought his life was over. At 140 years later, he was too rich, powerful, and had a son. Who said it's over? Go to the hallmark of faith in the book of Hebrews 11 and read about men and women who to life were going nowhere until God stepped in. It is said, a fool at 40 is a fool forever. The question is, who said it, God or man? When hope shows you your future, faith says it's possible. When hope shows you who you really are, faith says he is coming soon. The greatest enemies of faith and hope is discouragement, unbelief, fear and worries. 
If you can deal with them, you can become what you were born to be. Once hope and faith is gone, death is certain. Hope and faith are spirits, just as fear and death are spirits too. Now, which of these spirits possesses you? Just imagine, if God had not given up hope on Adam when he sinned, or if Abraham had not given up hope of having a son, or if Jesus did not give up dying on the cross for us, if our mother did not give up hope of having us, then why should you? If it was only you in the world, Jesus would have still come to die for you. There are three things that are far greater than anything in the whole universe. Faith, hope, and love. Chapter 6 Purpose Thoughts for Ministry Purpose is discovered by the weak who knows that only God could have chosen someone like him to fulfill such an assignment in his state of weakness. Many are called, only few who are purpose-minded are chosen. When God calls a man, the first thing he does is to show the man his end from his beginning. My ideas must decrease while my purpose must increase. Men purpose can only control future events. Every purpose has a particular gift and talent attached to it to help you function supernaturally in your place of calling. If I stay in my place of purpose, God will stay in his place of supply. Purpose defines you. Abraham said, I'm childless. Purpose says, you are a father of many nations. Moses said, I can't speak well. Purpose says, I have made you a god. Gideon said, I am from the poorest and weakest family in the land. Purpose says, Go in this thy might. Rahab said, But I am a prostitute. Purpose says, You are of the lineage of Jesus. Paul said, I have killed lots of Christians. Purpose says, You will raise more Christians for me. Jeremiah said, I am but a child. Purpose says, I have made you a prophet before the land. The anointing refreshes me, but purpose fulfills me. The best times of productive prayer is that prayer that is birthed in the prophetic that has purpose as its backbone. The things you want to do for God may be good, but is it right? Ask purpose. I can do all things. Which things? I can do all things he has called me to do through him that gives me the strength to do it. The thoughts of a man of purpose is, God help me do your will with a perfect heart, not what I want to do, but what you want me to do. Purpose cries out, Lord, do not give them what they want, lest it destroys them, but give them what they need. It's good to be a pastor to help God fulfill his work on earth. That is a good thing, but is it the right thing? Ask purpose. The presence of God and his anointing on me helps me to fulfill my purpose on earth. You cannot fulfill your purpose alone. You need people with the same belief in your life's journey. A man of purpose rules from the spirit realm, but a man outside his purpose rules from the natural. The purpose of the body of Christ is for Christ to work. In us and through us, in different shapes and sizes and in different administrations and offices for the sole aim of fulfilling his purpose in us and through us.
There are three kinds of people in the church. Those that went because they thought they had a message from God for the church. Those that went because they feel they can profit from it. And those that are sent by God with a specific message for his people. Know this, God does not pay for what he did not order for. God said to Abraham, Look to the north, south, east and west. For everything you see, I will give to you. If you can see it, God will give it to you. God said to Abraham, Look from the place you are now. If you can see your purpose from the place you are now, God says he will give it to you. If you can see a God-given future from this poor, weak and beggarly you with nothing to write home about, now, God says you can become what you have seen. Your treasure is where your heart will be. So likewise, where your purpose is, there your heart should be also. The word of God to a man of purpose is to be strong and of good courage and never be afraid. A man of purpose never lacks divine followers. Followers of men of purpose will always help the man to bear the burdens, be it good or bad, because they themselves have become the purpose itself. And God said unto Moses, What has God said unto you? A man of purpose is always guided by divine strategy. When you pray, say, Your kingdom come, your purpose be done on earth as it is in heaven. Purpose protects you in your area of calling. Purpose limits you to your place of calling. If you are purpose crazy, then purpose crazy people will come to you. But if you are not purpose crazy, then non-purpose crazy people will still come to you. Purpose is not found in the marketplace. It's found in the secret place. Not every purpose is really your purpose. You may have it while someone else will bring it to pass. One painful thing about purpose is that you must believe it before others will join you. If God is serious about his purpose for your life, you have to be serious about doing it. Seek first your purpose in God's kingdom and his righteousness, then all you need to fulfill it will be added unto you. Men judge life by one's achievements, but God judges men's lives by their fulfillment of purpose. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going to. So it is with everyone that is born of the Spirit to fulfill purpose. Ask Moses, Paul, and Idahosa. A man of purpose is always misunderstood at all times. You can never tell the beginning nor the end of a man under the influence of God's purpose. A man of purpose bears witness to what he has seen and heard yet no one receives his testimony. He who receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. When you started something, it does not mean you must be the one to finish it. Fulfill what is your purpose and go. Your purpose is a fragment of a generational purpose. Every born-again Christian has an ultimate purpose to fulfill and there is also an ultimate price to pay. Each character of the Old Testament were puzzles of Christ. So also each believer in the New Testament is a puzzle of the body of Christ. No matter how big your ministry is, it's still a puzzle in the body of Christ. If you put all the godly characters of the Old Testament together, you will see Jesus. If you put the whole members of the body of Christ together, 
you will see the bride. Do you know that it is possible for you to know who will stay with you and who will not? Be careful. Results in life and ministry are not proofs of purpose. Jesus said, For this purpose I came into the world, to do thy will, O Lord. For what purpose did you come? Ministry is not purpose, but purpose gives birth to ministry. Ministry without purpose is useless and full of ambition. Make sure you follow your life and ministry according to the heavenly vision shown to you. My spiritual growth is not measured by the anointing on me, but by my response to God's purpose for my life and ministry. Everybody has an anointing, but not everybody knows God's purpose for that anointing on his life and ministry. Chapter 7 Purpose Thoughts About Failure A Christian's failure only shows his weakness outside God's abundant grace. Your failure is the schoolmaster to life's success. Failure is a friend to successful men and an enemy to lazy men. Failure brings out the best in you. More than half of the Bible is full of those the world called failures. Failure only proves the more of you and the less of God. Rejoice! God only employs failures. It is good to start a failure, but a sin to die a failure. A righteous man may fall seven times, but because he desires to stand, God will make him stand. Failure becomes a sin when you do not desire to stop failing. The failure of the garden brought about the salvation of the whole world. The failure in Genesis 3 brought about the success in Revelations 22. The failure of the law brought about the introduction of grace. Failure is beautiful. Ask God and the great men of this world. Hidden in every failure is success. Look for it, think of it, and speak of it, believing it, and go for it. Failure is a raw material. If well processed, will produce success. The Spirit of God is always strong in the atmosphere of failure. God works beat when men fail. God works better when men fail. The best and safest way out of failure is the way of the Word and not the world. Failure either exposes you to God's grace or to the world's philosophy. God can use failure not for your destruction but for your upliftment. All things including failure works together for your good, not your downfall. Never see failure from the world's point of view but from God's point of view. The cross to the world is a total failure but to God it is the greatest victory for all of mankind. The cross to the world is a total failure, but to God, it is the greatest victory of all mankind. Adam said, I am naked, failed. God responds, who told you? The devil makes you see failure like it's all over, but God makes you see failure as your stepping stone to greatness. The devil counts failure against you, but God counts it as a benefit for your growth. Failure is the door to the beginning of life and not the end of life. So, don't give up. Failure is Satan's tool for imprisonment, while failure is God's tools for liberation. Failure will either bring you close to your purpose or farther away from your purpose. 
A failure in a particular area shows the lack of God in that area. Failure should not point you to the world, but to the secret place. Laugh not at me, O my enemies, when I fall, for I shall rise again. These are the words of men of purpose. Failure is God's instrument to check pride. God is more angry when you choose to continue to fail and unwilling to do anything about it. Everything has its own purpose, even failure. Failure is not the beginning to an end, but an end to a new beginning. Failure is nothing unless what you call it. Failure did not begin here on earth. It began first with Satan in heaven. Failure can never stop a man who has in him the yeast to rise. Failure can either make you give up or make you continue. It's a choice. You can handle any failure that comes your way. No dream ever fails, only that the people give up. Because you failed multiple times does not mean you should not try again. The sole aim of the spirit of failure is to make you stay down, nothing more. If some of the greatest men and women of history tell you how many times they failed, you would believe it. If some of our great men and women in history had given up in their purpose, we may never have read about them or even enjoy what they were created to leave behind for all of humanity. Know this truth. Failure is universal to all mankind. It's how you handle it that matters. Despite King David's many failures as a king over God's people, he was still called the man after God's own heart. Your failure does not change God's opinion about you. It only changes your opinion about how God sees you. The way God sees you is different from the way man sees you. Men look out for your failures in order to bring you down, while God looks into your failure to bring out the person you really are. Samson's failure was later used by God to bring the biggest defect to the enemies of Israel. The richest and wisest king of all time came as a result of a king's moral failure. The lineage of Jesus is full of men and women who failed either morally or in their position of leadership. Do you know that the only person that did not fail in this life was Jesus? Man was never created to fail. Failure was never God's design from the beginning until man sinned against his original purpose. Chapter 8 Purpose Thoughts About the Extraordinary As the earthly life is normal to the earthly man, so also is the heavenly life normal to heavenly men. It takes extraordinary people to go in the way of purpose. If you want to see extraordinary men, don't look to the world. Look to the Word. It takes you to be you. It takes the Holy Spirit in you to bring out the you in you. If you are yourself, then you are extraordinary. If you want to be extraordinary and you want to do extraordinary things in life, then you need to be what God has created you to be. With God's power working in us, God can do much more than anything we can ask or think of. Boy, think of the extraordinary in you. What is the extraordinary? Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is the extraordinary? Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith.
What is the extraordinary? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is past, the new has come. What is the extraordinary? You are the oracle of God. What is the extraordinary? As many that have received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in him. What is the extraordinary? You have the mind of Christ. What is the extraordinary? All things are yours. What is the extraordinary? You are the seed of Abraham. What is the extraordinary? You are a joint heir with Christ Jesus. What is the extraordinary? You are a partaker of God's divine nature. What is the extraordinary? You have been made kings and priests unto God. When I'm preaching, I am ordinary. Then suddenly, something extra comes upon me. And that something extra is the anointing. The anointing and the gifts of God in me brings out the extraordinary in me. The extraordinary takes place when the presence of God contacts my spirit, soul and body. Chapter 9 Purpose Thoughts About Faithfulness God is faithful to His covenant. So you be faithful to his purpose for your life. Paul said, I was not disobedient to his heavenly vision. It is what purpose commands you to do, say and go, that you must. God is always willing to do. Are you always willing to cooperate? The only person that is never faithful to purpose is you. Jesus had a will of his own while on earth, but he gave it all to the Father. Now it's your turn to do likewise. Do not desire to be a great man of God, but desire to be a faithful man of God. God does not recognize great men, but faithful men. The Bible has no records of great men of God, but of faithful men of God. Greatness is not faithfulness. Faith produces faithfulness. A faithful man is not a great man. Neither is a great man a faithful man. Faithfulness to God is working according to His Word. Faithfulness to the world is being morally ignorant. One of the best qualities a person should possess is faithfulness. Money can never buy faithfulness. Faithfulness is born by the Spirit, not by experience. Purpose Thoughts A book written by Moses Iran Yamu and voiced by Sonny Alkali. The End How will you feel at the end of it all, standing before God, and you discover that all you ever did on earth was your idea, not His? Purpose Thoughts A book written by Moses Ira Yamu and voiced by Sonny Alkali.